0: we won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi, uh, we did it. Uh, We're national champs. Breaking ball. White first pitch swinging in the air to center. Donafrio back,
1: and it's gone. The legend continues. Got him swinging the Campbell Campbell's the dynasty of the Big South.
0: And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw, that is a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell! Another extra, oh, that is gone! A a home run for Brian Morrell! Swing and a ball driven! Way back! And foul! No, gone! He did it! Ortiz kept it just bare and walks it off with a grand slam! Is launched. Where will it land? The Hispanic Titanic with a blast again. <laughs> Melendez doesn't get cheated. All righty, what is up college baseball fans? Welcome to the regional preview show of the 11.7 podcast where we are going to be making all of our regional picks, all of our super regional picks, and all of our college world series picks. We will fill out our whole bracket here individually. Um, I will go, Dimitri will go at the exact same time. And at the end, after we're done talking about the bracket and who our champions are and things along the lines there, we're going to come back around and talk about the toughest regional that we think is the easiest regional, the toughest road to Omaha for any kind of national seed. And then we'll we'll do some fun things here. like We'll do our favorite uniform regional, uh, thanks to our, our friend over at... Um, A-U-P-P-L, right? That's his at. Plainsman Park boy. Yeah, the Plainsman Park. um, They always come out with that sick graphic that we tweeted out yesterday, and it has all of the uniform matchups, so we'll be talking about that. And we're going to give you our favorite long shots to win the College World Series, a team that's above 50-1 to odds. And then we'll talk about our um, favorite favorites, someone that's 25-1 to or lower to win the College World Series. And then lastly, we'll talk about our favorite two-seed, three-seed, and four-seed to reach Omaha. And let me tell you this. I tweeted this out last week, but this feels like a year that we see a four-seed reach Omaha. It's been over a decade. Last one was Stony Brook in 2012. Before that, I believe it was Fresno State in 2008. So we're, it's about time that we get a four-seed, make that Cinderella run. I think it's going to happen this year. So I'll tell you which team I think it'll be. And um, we'll move on from there. But before we do all of that, we've got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, we got Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas where I've already booked my trip. I'll be there for the first week in the college of the College World Series celebrating with other college baseball fans up on the rooftop sportsbook in a cabana suite. So if you're just a college baseball fan or if you're someone that lives in Vegas or wants to fly to Vegas in like around June 14th through the 18th, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll hook you up. You can come hang out with us in the Cabana Suite, bet on some games, and um, and do all of that fun stuff. So all of our odds for like long shots and favorites today will be through Circus Sportsbook. Um, they just released regional winner odds, so like Wake Forest to win their their regional was minus two fifty or something like that. So we'll um, we'll give you all of Circus Sportsbook's odds there, and. Um, also, our other sponsor here is Yacker Tech and Baseball Cloud, who, if you need any kind of data, uh, past, present, not future, but past or present data for any kind of draft prospects or people inside of a regional, you want to do some more um, in-depth research, check them out. Yacker Tech and Baseball Cloud has all of that information for you, and um, they're really good partners of ours, and we're going to be doing some stuff with them for the Cape Cod League this summer. Um And with all of that said, Dimitri, I see that you're dying to say something. What were you going to say?
1: I was not dying to say something. That's a lie. Um, No, but I wanted to to make sure we talked about something before we got into all this. You tweeted a play-in game between these last four in and last four out. Play-in game. Let's talk about that.
0: It needs to happen. And I know the... Maybe travel or money or whatever might be an issue. I I know I've heard some people in the comments. I have an idea. Let's hear your idea.
1: So selection show is Monday at noon, right?
0: Yeah.
1: The NCAA or the selection committee—you know—they have their selections before then, right? Mm -hmm. They just—it just gets announced on ESPN, right? So as soon as they make their selection, those last four in, last four out, they book them to the one seed and the two seed the top four seeds, the so one two three and four national seats they mm-hmm. play their game on wednesday mm-hmm. day off play the regional friday so so they play wednesday thursday friday saturday their ace could be back sunday basically they would have to go two three and then bring the ace back sunday yeah. Uh, I, or you could do Tuesday, but they go play at the, whatever regional. So, for example, Wake Forest, the one seed, in the last, I don't remember who the last four, just say, for example, Kansas State and UC Irvine are in a play in game. They fly out to whatever regional site they fly out to on Tuesday. Yeah. They play their play in game Wednesday, day off, practice day, whatever, just like everybody else play um, in the regional Friday.
0: Dude, I like that a lot. Um, Logistically, I think it can work. It just needs to be um, set in stone. Now, I did see an argument against the play in game, and it's because it favors the two seed a lot because the two seed will be facing off against a, um, you know, not the ace of the three seed there versus like the one seed would still have to face the four seeds ace. That was an argument that was thrown out there, but I don't think it really matters at the end of the day.
1: Maybe maybe it does benefit the two seed. Like I, I hope totally. Like I thought about that totally. But it's like,
0: I think a play. Look, I think a play in game for four of them. You know, you have eight teams because every year there's always last four in, first four out. And everybody always complains and bitches on social media. And fan bases, and, and, and coaches, they
1: have valid argument every time.
0: Yeah, and they do. And with the RPI being such uh, like out of date, like you really can make a case for a lot of the the first four or yeah first four out to be in versus the last four in. So I think if it was just a single elimination game on Tuesday or Wednesday before the, the regional start, um, it would provide okay. you know more entertainment. It would provide more closure. Uh, on these teams and you know at the end of the day like you get you get baseball instead of waiting around until friday which is what i'm like most concerned about i want to watch some games
1: baseball sucks in this one department basketball soccer football volleyball you name it they can play every day and it doesn't affect them like baseball, Mm -hmm. you have your starter pitches you have to wait freaking three four days whatever before you can pitch again Change the whole sport Mm-hmm. Which is really annoying about baseball because a playing game on Wednesday, third, they should be a no-brainer. But it's the only sport where it matters.
0: Yeah, like, and plus these day teams day. are just coming off of playing, you know, four or five games in four or five days in conference tournaments. So logistically, it's it's tough to manage a pitching staff like that. Now, what they could do is move the selection show to Sunday. Um, you know, announce everything and then play Tuesday or Wednesday. So that way you get an extra day of rest and an extra day I say of Tuesday.
1: travel. I say Tuesday because those teams, you're already last four and first four out. So you you're your backs are already against the wall. You should not get a cookie cutter, cupcake, easy way to get into the tournament. You're yeah. already against the wall. So that playing game should be like an extra a blessing. Like, oh, we have an opportunity to not have it in somebody else's hand we can determine our fate
0: Mm -hmm. right so
1: like like it shouldn't be hey we're going to give you a week off you get your one game then we'll get you another week off you're supposed to supposed to be difficult Mm -hmm. so i think that would be honestly awesome those Hope, teams.
0: Hopefully we get there one day. I mean, I don't think it'll happen in the next two or three years, but five years down the road, maybe you do get a play-in uh, game.
1: 2 they play-in game, and then they just stay. Whatever site, they're like the National sea site that they're assigned to, they just stay there and practice for two or three days. There's no problem with that.
0: Yeah. Um, the only other storyline here that we need to talk about before we dive into regionals, and I'll make this quick because it's been all over social media, but on um, Monday night – I get a DM from a player and a text from a player that are playing in this Kentucky regional. And everybody has seen the story by now, but in in the city of Lexington, Kentucky, we have a giant music festival, country music festival going on. We have state tournaments for the high school baseball and softball. We have track and field competition and graduations for some high schools all in the area um, and all the hotel rooms were booked. So I get sent over the agenda, the um, the lodging agenda for the regional, for for this Kentucky. And players are like, you know, they have us staying in dorm rooms. Um, our our families can't get hotels anywhere near the the stadium. They have to travel, you know, an hour and a half to go see our games. Um, and you know, basically, they're like, how is Kentucky fit to host a regional? Like they don't meet the criteria of you know, holding hotel rooms and for players and staff members coaches media members and families um they don't meet the hotel requirements and everything there so that was a big storyline um that you know I tweeted out on Monday night and you know it's getting national news but at the end of the day um I think if I was a player staying on campus in a dorm like isn't that big of a deal Not a big
1: deal. To me, it's not a big deal at all.
0: Yeah, like I would, I think I would have probably preferred it rather than a hotel because you get four players to a suite, so two in one room, two in the other. You get a shared bathroom, which is pretty normal, anyways, in college. Uh, The only thing I really feel bad for is you know people that are wanting to travel, Uh, West Virginia fans, Indiana fans, Ball State fans, uh, family members, staff members. They 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 have to either get Ubers or rent a car or drive back and forth from their hotel. Um, and, and that does become a hassle. Now, Kentucky, we both agree that they deserve to host a regional and they've they've made some accommodations and adjustments to make everything work. But I, I would have rather have seen Kentucky say, hey, you know what? I don't think we can make this happen this year. We'll gladly take a one seed at West Virginia. they can host or even Indiana let them host like or, or, or pick a neutral site somewhere. Uh, there's plenty of ballparks available for Kentucky to play mm-hmm. at. And I think that they might have taken the monetary selfish route, which I mean, I can't blame them for. They're trying to make money for their baseball program by, by hosting these regionals, but I would have rather seen them just say, hey, we'll punt this here. We'll be the one seed somewhere else. And uh, because we want our kids to have a good experience and everything. That's all I think that needs to be said.
1: Yeah, I I, I think for the fans it sucks, but for the players, I think I think for the players it'll be pretty
0: cool. It's not a big deal. They're I, sleeping. But... I was gonna say, I think for players it's actually gonna be more fun this way because you think about the little league world series, and I know I'm comparing it to the little league world series, which is kind of funny and crazy, but like they get to stay at those condos or whatever right next to the stadium. They get to walk over and watch games whenever they want. Uh, they get to hang out as a team. In- University of Kentucky's campus is beautiful. There's a lot of things to do. You can play beach volleyball or you could play uh, like go around and and do certain things. But the I think for players it's going to end up being like pretty enjoyable. Yeah. All right. So. Um. Anyways, we knocked out those two topics here. I know most people are really just wanting us to talk about the bracket and having us fill out the bracket live on air. And the way we're going to be doing it is using D1 Baseball's uh, Bracket Challenge. And the way that it works is you have to pick a winner and a runner-up of of each regional, which makes it a little bit tougher. I mean, it's a little bit easier just to pick the winner of the regional, but to pick that second-place team, uh, there's a lot more moving parts there so we'll go we'll start here with the winston-salem regional wake forest number one overall seed they get maryland as the two seed big 10 champs northeastern as a three seed um, who finished second in the caa tournament and then george mason who won the a10 the a10 tournament here um i feel like this is going to be a very chalky regional when you know thousands of people fill out their d1 baseball bracket but let me give you let me give you some points here of how Wake Forest can't, like won't win this regional. Does that does that sound fun? Like let me give you some reasons why Wake Forest wouldn't win this regional. One, I think they so they play in a pretty small ballpark, all turf. They play very fast there. Um, home runs get out in a hurry. Balls get through the infield very quickly, um, and then their mound. Is do they have a turf mound? Are they one of the few teams that has a turf mound? For some um, reason in my head, I'm thinking they do, but it might just be the
1: Red, Louder Wake Forest. Let me look at a picture of Red, what let me make sure. Yeah, they have a turf mound.
0: Is it all turf or is it just the back? Because like some of those turf mounds will have the dirt and no, no, it's,
1: it's all turf.
0: Okay, that's what I was thinking. They're like one of the few teams that has a turf mound, which um, I mean, you can speak on it more than I can because I, I haven't pitched since 10th grade. But you know, what's I, the difference I like?
1: I don't think turf mound is that much of a difference. I think it's weird at first, and it might you might play mental games with yourself. But the actual feel of it is not the, if it, if it's a quality turf mount, it's not a big deal. If it's a shitty turf mount, then it's, it sucks. So right. I, I imagine I'm, it's I'm, a quality. I'm gonna turf go out on a limb mount. here and say that Wake Forest is a nice turf mount,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: based on the pictures I'm seeing, it looks well kept up. I don't know. They have this little cutout thing, which sometimes turf kind of gives leeway and give, and that gets really annoying, especially on your plant leg. Yeah. Um, if you're giving a little bit, so it looks. I mean, I don't think it's a problem. They have the number one pitching staff in the country. They have a first round pick there. I've never heard any complaints, so I think it's fine.
0: So let me give you some reasons why Wake Forest won't win this regional. Now I'm gonna go ahead and say spoiler spoiler alert. I have them winning the regional. Um, but if you want to look at maybe some underdogs um, or maybe a reason that a team could upset Wake Forest, let's look right here to to Northeastern because Northeastern is 18 and eight on the road, six and two neutral site. So um, aggregate there, you're looking at 24 and 10 away from home. On top of that, they're six and zero against top 25 RPI teams and eight and four against top 50 teams. So Northeastern is, is not afraid to go toe-to-toe with, with the top teams in the country, and they have the pitching staff to compete with anybody. It's going to be tough pitching at this ballpark because usually routine fly balls get out because the wind blows out. I think it's 310 feet down the lines at Wake Forest. And, um, you know, so, so sometimes good pitching still loses at a smaller park like this. The um, I, I mean, I think Northeastern could could do some damage in this regional, but I'm not going to pick them to win it.
1: Do you remember when I texted you about two, I want to say two, three weeks ago, I say, and I told you about Northeastern Friday night guy.
0: He's a freshman, right? He's a freshman.
1: He finished the year with 79 and two-thirds inning, 226 ERA, 1.08 whip. Really good. Mm -hmm. Really good numbers. I mean, 12 walks, 68 strikeouts, only 13 extra base hits. Um. Sounds like a transfer really, really guy. good season. I can't wait for him to pitch for like. LSU next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you see the portal? The portal was inflamed yesterday. I mean, yeah, everybody over was over seven
0: hundred and fifty players entered the portal yesterday. That's a different uh, topic, disgusting.
1: though. Disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, 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 there, I, I mean, we, I'm not even going to get into it. Disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but anyway, freshman, freshman guy. I just don't know how I feel about a freshman towing the rubber with, again, Maryland on Friday night in a postseason game.
0: Well, you know what, though? If there was a scenario for a freshman to do good, it would be as a three seed going up against a two seed and not a crazy environment. Um, you know, for example, if if this freshman was going up in the box against LSU, like that's a different story than Against Maryland at Wake Forest, where it's going to be it, empty. It's going to be super. Well, it won't be see. empty. It, it'll be mostly Maryland.
1: Full. Maryland Northeastern at Wake Forest is not going to be some loud, electric environment.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, Maryland fans did show up last year in the regional when they hosted, and they were pretty rowdy. Um, they were
1: rowdy. You remember that?
0: Yeah. The the thing like, though is, like a freshman, I don't think will be rattled game one of a regional against Maryland. Let me, let me add. Let me add to that.
1: He started Friday, May 12th, started Thursday, May 18th. So typically college guys get six days off. They go every Friday. Mm -hmm. So basically every seventh day, they get a day off or whatever. I mean, uh, six days off. So his typical schedule was, you know, every Friday. He went May 12th and then the final regular, um, no, and then he went May 18th. So he got one, two, three, four, five days off. Mm-hmm. instead of six days so his, he went one last day and then after the 18th he started the 24th so one two three four five so another five day rest week and then he threw the 28th in um against elon in the championship so he no, well, it was the
0: semifinals
1: or semifinals on uh, mm-hmm. sunday morning mm-hmm.
0: so
1: he went one two three Three starts in a row on sh- shorter rest than usual, I and mean, then he made a relief appearance this past weekend. One, two, three, four. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, this will be his fourth start on less rest than he typically used to. I'm telling you, he'll he'll feel it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean it's another five. Uh, let's see, four or five days off this time, and and he's going up against a really good Maryland lineup with probably two All-Americans, and you're facing off against John Savacool for maryland assuming that he'll get the he'll get the the start who was an all-american last year as well so like maryland maryland does pose a big threat not only to northeastern but to wake forest as well because it we talked about it last episode but wake forest kind of gets a tough draw here with the big 10 regular season champs who did not lose a weekend series in big 10 play for like the second or third straight year and in fact maryland hasn't lost a big 10 series since 2021 so they won't lose another series in Big Ten play until maybe 2024. Um, and and then on top of that, they swept through the Big Ten tournament. So it, it's funny that the Big Ten champ gets sent to the number one overall seed. And then Iowa, who finished second in the Big Ten, gets sent to Indiana State. Um, that's just something that, I don't know, keynote there. And. Anyway, so making my picks. Uh, George Mason, I saw him play in person. Uh, Actually, no, I did not. I saw William and Mary. I always get those two teams mixed up. So I have not seen George Mason play in person. And I honestly don't remember watching him play during the season this year. I'll just be honest. And their numbers aren't great. They finished in sixth place in the A-10. They're 0-3 against top 50 teams, 0-6 against top 100 teams. So unless they're just hot right now, and after winning the Big Ten or the A10, I don't think they're doing any damage. So I'm gonna go Wake Forest one here, and then I'll go Maryland two as the runner-up. Pretty chalky. I'm 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 doing
1: the exact same thing. Wake Forest I think makes it out of their regional. Um, I don't think it's gonna be easy. I think they're gonna get scared. It's gonna be a little shock. But they'll end up getting out of it. Maryland should put up a really good fight. I just, I just Maryland cannot pitch. And in order to be Wake, you've got to be able to pitch. I think Maryland has good pitching, but they haven't outside of the Big Ten tournament. They were not pitching that great.
0: Yeah, when in the Big Ten tournaments in Omaha, and that's a big ballpark. And now they go to a small ballpark here. Not going to play to their advantage. I I just
1: don't. I just don't trust them against that Wake Forest lineup um, Mm -hmm. to give their offense a chance because their offense can put up a run yeah but it's just a bad matchup in my opinion because maryland's strength is hitting wake forest strength is pitching pitching usually wins so
0: mm-hmm. well and uh, then wake forest wake fair. forest also has one of the best offenses in the nation don't forget that um and,
1: and maryland has been pitching that great as, yeah. on the season as a whole so yeah no no brainer for me
0: the, um, the one thing to kind of take a look at is like 2021 Arkansas struggled with, with Nebraska in their regional and then Tennessee kind of struggled with Campbell for a little bit and Georgia tech for a little bit in the number one overall seed. So like number one overall seeds usually struggle a little bit, um, in regional play, but yeah, I think wake forest gets yeah. out of it anyway. So let's go on to the next regional here. It matches up super regional wise with the Tuscaloosa regional and Alabama, um, Alabama is really good. Like they've been really good since uh, head coach gets fired for those gambling allegations. And it like raises a question, like maybe, maybe Alabama was getting held back a little bit. I don't, who knows, but they're playing loose. They're playing free. Um, and Colby Shelton is quietly having one of the best freshman seasons in SEC history. I think he has 22 or 23 homers this year, um, really anchoring that lineup. And, Alabama, and when they're pitching is healthy, like they have a good staff from top to bottom. And I like them a lot in this regional because the two seed is Boston College, three seed is Troy, four seed Nickel State. Um, now, Nickel State has a good freshman who I think is 11 and one or 12 and one on the mound this year, going to go Friday night. And we saw Nickel State upset LSU in a midweek earlier this year. So it's not like an easy four seed by any means, but I think Alabama. You know, at home, gets past him game one. Are you
1: speaking of Jacob Meyer? Yeah. 193 ERA, 70 inning, 97 punch out. Yeah. Um, but He'll he be- also has 55 walks and in 70 innings. So if Alabama – he's probably going to get three or four walks to start. Castle walks in. Um, but, I mean, 193 ERA with 55 walks means he's pitching out of a lot of jam.
0: Mm-hmm. and, and you can do that it, make them pay. and you can do that in the southland but you know when you're facing up against like an alabama or a troy offense um they'll make you pay so the nickel state's a four seed to maybe keep an eye on to maybe finish as a runner up I, mean, I can see them getting out of a loser's bracket game just because like they they are a good team like they 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 play really good defense that's something i saw earlier they play really good defense and uh you know pitching so-so but. Who, who cares? Like when it comes to em- elimination games, anything can happen, but this two versus three seed matchup kind of has me in a pretzel because Boston college, they, they had a really good year in the ACC, but some of their marquee wins, like some of their marquee series wins were against teams that were ranked pretty high at the time that fell off teams like Florida state and Georgia tech and, and Pitt, um, and And they did get swept by Louisville, but, all in all, they're 13 and 14 against top 50 teams, 7 and 9 against top 25 teams, and uh, on the road they're 18 and 9. So, and 4 and 1 neutral site. So 22 and 10 away from home. Like that is a that is a mark that like holds some weight there. And and Troy is 4 and 6 against top 50 teams, not bad at all. And or sorry, 4 and 6 against top yeah, 50 teams. And 16 and 14 against top 100 teams. And we know Troy because of, um, oh my goodness, Shane Lewis, 27 homers this year, switch hitter. And and Troy's offense has been really good in the Sun Belt. So like pretty pretty solid regional as a whole. I think there's going to be some exciting moments. But I'm going to take Alabama to win the regional. And I'm going to take Boston College, just another chalky one here as the runner up, I think Boston college could scare Alabama just because of how good they've been on the road this year. Um, but let me know if I'm wrong with any of that.
1: Um, this is an interesting, um, regional because I can see, I can easily see Alabama coming down to earth really quickly. Yeah. Emotions getting to them, everything like that. And them just not being that great. Um, Because Boston College could have... They had an an argument. Was it a strong one? Not really. But they had an argument to host. They had an argument to host. Troy, I mean, if you respect the Sun Belt like we do, you know that the third-place team, the Sun Belt, is a really good baseball team. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, Especially when Coastal and Southern Miss were the top two teams who were really good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you finish in front of Louisiana. Georgia Southern got bullied in that league, and they were... They were to post they were supposed to be good this year and they got yeah. bullied. Um so with all that being said, I'm really I've been a huge on Alabama lately. They were my pick to win the SEC tournament in Hoover. I think this is a really good team, but I just think I'm scared. I'm w I am scared i am i do not know why I'm worried where it's coming from, that they might have lost some of their mojo. And this isn't a blue blood team that's typically that's used to hosting. Mm-hmm. So for, with that being said, I'm taking Boston College to win this regional in Alabama to finish second.
0: Okay, not dude, not a bad pick at all, not a bad pick. And uh, let's move on to the next one here: Coral Gables Regional. Miami is the one seed. Texas is the two. Louisiana three seed, and Maine is the four seed. Um, I'm gonna let you go first here because Miami is your team. Maybe you can enlighten me on some some key points uh, convincing me to pick Miami or convincing me to pick against Miami. So I'll let you take um, the floor here. So, so Miami, my biggest issue all
1: year was they can't pitch. We saw it against Florida. They gave up, I mean, they gave up 10 runs Friday night, then they gave up 14 runs uh, Sunday, and then they blew they blew them out 14-6 Saturday. But I mean, there was always, I mean, against Virginia Tech, they give up 9, 18 runs in three games. They swept them, but they gave up 18 runs. Um, against Wake Forest, they played a little bit better. Um, they gave up 15, 8, 19 runs in three games. But it's still, it's still, it's too many runs if you want to win a series in Florida State, irrelevant. Virginia, 20, 26 runs in three games. Like, They're giving up so many runs. Then North Carolina, they started pitching better. Georgia Tech pitching a little bit better than that. Louisville, 16, 23 runs. I mean, you're looking at 20 plus, 23, 24 plus runs every weekend. And Mm -hmm. and then they got, they just, they got, I don't know what it is. They figured something out the last two weekends. And even last weekend against Duke, 13, 14 runs on the weekend. And then they gave up two to NC State. Beat Duke seven to then beat Wake seven to two, and their pitching staff has been much better. So, mm-hmm. with Miami's lineup, they can beat anybody in the country if they can pitch. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go really far this tournament. They, they would be in Omaha if they, if they can pitch. Consistent.
0: They were pitching a little bit better in the ACC tournament, right? What up until they were pitching a little bit better up until they picked really well in the ACC tournament. Yeah, um, and that's a pretty hitters friendly ballpark there. So, um. So what are your picks? Go.
1: Texas for me, Texas. I think is a good team, but I think I think they're extremely streaky, like a typical young team would. A typical young and experienced team. We all know how much they lost. They lost everybody last year, so mm-hmm. they're consistent. That's that's all it is. And when it comes to postseason time, it's not the postseason time is not the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to have figured it out before you get to the postseason. So. The, the For me, if Miami's winning this regional, I just don't know who I want to take as the runner-up. I think Louisiana's playing with free house money right now. They, they got in not knowing they would get in. Um, they just played their balls off in um, Montgomery in the Sunbelt Tournament. So you know what? In Texas, I think they Did they get shut out two straight games in the Big 12 Tournament?
0: Uh, I don't know if it was shut out, but they played like crap. Let me see.
1: I know they got shut out one game. Yep, yeah, six the three, they lost the hand, and then they got shut yeah. out six nothing. Give me Louisiana at the two runner up. All
0: right, nice. Um, so obviously you hit the hit the nail on the head with Miami. I mean, I think they are one of the best offensive teams led by Yo Yo Morales, who has been on fire recently. Like in the ACC tournament, he owned the ACC tournament, and when he's going, it seems like all of Miami's offense is going. So the, the the question I have here is, like, last year we saw it. Ole Miss was one of the last four teams in. They made a run to Omaha won the whole thing. This year, Miami gets stuck with another last four team in, in Louisiana. And I think they're a dangerous bunch. I think the Raging Cajuns could go 0-2 in this regional, and and yep. 2 in barbecue, maybe they just don't play well. But I also think that they could win this regional here. The reason why is, and I went on a radio show yesterday and talked about this, but when I look at Matt Deggs' club, they, they're kind of full of Craig Biggio type players. You know, they're not going to hit a ton of home runs. Like they do have some power, but you know, a lot of doubles in the gap, a lot of hitting behind runners, um, a lot of walks and hit by pitches. They're really gritty. And like that's where they get the name the Water Hose Boys because. They don't drink out of the uh,
1: the out of the fountain.
0: Uh, yeah, they don't drink out of the fountain. They don't drink these these nice water bottles or anything. Like they're they're going straight to the hose. Like they're outside. They're they're dirt devils. They're dogs, man. And I, that is something I do appreciate in a postseason team is a team that just gets after it. And no matter who they're playing, like they're going to give like one hundred and ten percent. So I actually think Louisiana wins game one against Texas. And the reason why is because Texas away from home this year is 10 and 12 and you know they were 28 and 8 at home very comfortable to play there but you know the way texas played in the big 12 tournament showed me that like when they're not in austin texas very vulnerable so i think i think louisiana wins game one and then i think they win game two against miami um assuming that miami beats maine um just because of like different styles of baseball miami is a little bit more flashy um and you know they haven't played great in regionals recently, especially the ones they've hosted. So I'm going to take Louisiana to win this regional, and I'm going to take I'm going to take Miami to finish second. I think I think Miami will lose. Ooh. I think Louisiana can beat Miami twice. I really Dude, do.
1: Stop ass kissing, and
0: review. You are you are ass kissing the Louisiana faithful. No, not at all. I do. I promise. You are ass
1: kissing. No. And,
0: and by the way, I didn't go on Rage and Review show yesterday. It was like a serious XM show where he just happened to be listening. You thought I went on his show? I, I didn't. Oh, uh, I see. So, I see. So there's
1: I'm still, I stand my by, by my point. You, are ass kissing the. Uh, I'm not, dude. But Raging, you, Cajun you've known. But
0: Dimitri, you've known. I've I've talked about this Louisiana club since day one this year. Uh, I picked him yeah, to win the Sun Belt. You, man.
1: I'm just messing with me. It's so but, defensive here.
0: Look, I think I brought up pretty decent points that like when it comes to But I don't like, know why you're picking at Miami here. What do you mean? Miami hasn't done much at all in regionals recently.
1: So so what are the odds that they have back-to-back years not making it out of their regional slim. The odds say that they're gonna make it out this year. This team just showed you how good they were when they smacked Wake Forest, the number one overall team in the country a couple days ago. Okay. And they had the lead again, the number four overall team in the country until the rain with a mess and things just got out of hand late in the game when they were, you know, a little more shallow on pitching. So anyway, bold pick on Louisiana, but I respect your decision.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moving to the Stanford regional, which matches up with Miami, super regional um the eight overall national seed this is a regional that i think is going to be pretty cut and dry none of these teams are flashy none of them are going to hit monster home runs and bat flip and you know there's not going to be a ton of drama in my opinion because you got stanford pretty um level-headed team there texas a&m same way just a bunch of guys that are uh I mean they're they're pro prospects, but they're not your typical like superstars out of the SEC. They're not superstars by any means. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Cal State Fullerton that barely squeaked into the tournament, winning the or not even winning the Big West, but just getting the Big West AQ uh because UC San Diego was not eligible. And then San Jose State, who I think is actually a dangerous four seed here. Um when I say dangerous, I mean I think they match up well against these three other teams. So for example, let's let's take San Jose State, since we talked about them. Um, San Jose State really hasn't played very hard competition at all. They've only played six games against top 50 teams, and I think most of those were, if not all of them, were midweeks. And we talked about it last episode, where you can't really judge a mid-major team based no, you off remember of...
1: remember we talked about San Jose State. They were, they were it was two in theory.
0: Oh, was it? Okay, okay. Frick, you remember? How yeah, you're right. That
1: three, yeah. Oh, okay. was well, again, Washington and somebody else. I'd have to look it up.
0: But all right, well that just throws my point. I I, I didn't for some reason I was thinking we were talking about San Jose State as only playing midweeks, but then you're right. We we corrected ourselves. Well, that throws my whole point out of it. I was going to talk San Jose State up and say you know they're playing really good baseball right now and they're not too far from home. San Jose to Stanford's not far at all. Um, so let's talk about Stanford then. Stanford is, in my opinion, like probably one of them like them in Arkansas over like the last five years has probably been the most consistent team in baseball in college baseball. They like, they always find their way to Omaha. They're always hosting a regional, and they always have you know top level pro prospects. And with like Quinn Matthews on the mound, you know, awesome left handed pitcher. You got Tommy Troy in the lineup, um, and who was the. Who was the shirt freshman or the sophomore that won Pac-12 Player of the Year? Um, I forgot his name.
1: Ed, Ed, Edward Rios or something like that? Rios. Something
0: Rios. Rios. yeah. And Stanford, for people that maybe are new to college baseball or didn't follow it too much last year, you know, they were down to their last out and down to the last innings last year against Texas State in their own regional. But like every time Stanford's backs were against the wall, they just calmly hit like two or three homers in an inning, put up a crooked number, take a lead. And that's why I think Stanford will win this regional here. Um, I do think Texas A&M is playing really good right now. They went to the SEC Championship, and you know, led by Jim Schlossnagel, who I'm really, really high on. But um, I mean, it's just tough to go out west and win in Sunken Diamond. It's a it's a unique home field advantage that I think Stanford has because the energy is not always there. Um, the the lighting. You know, what's weird about Stanford, at least from a TV perspective, is. The lighting always seems off. Like and it probably has to do with the sunset and the shadows that are there on the field. Um, but I, I do Just think like it's like Grand
1: Canyon. It looks super dark.
0: Yeah, and I think it's tough for for I never I've never been there, I've never played there. But I think it's perfectly well lit
1: on in person.
0: Well, I think it is too, but I'm saying like as far as the shadows and like the sunsets that are always there, I, I think it might be tough for opposing teams to win there. And let's check out Stanford's home record. Yeah, 20 and seven this year at home. Really, really good number, Um, and I'm I'm honestly pretty low on this Cal State Fullerton team. I, I, I could see them going 0 and 2 in this tournament. I was high on them beginning of the year.
1: They're playing terrible, man. They're yeah. playing. They're playing terrible. They got lucky that they were playing so well for so long, mm-hmm. and that's what got them, in Because now, this team the past three weeks has been hor- horrendous. So one thing that they
0: do have to an advantage is they have played. Um, Stanford in a three-game series this year, first weekend of the season. And they should have won two out of three. They blew like a seven-run lead, I think, right?
1: That was when Fullerton was playing well. They carried that over in Texas. Um, They played TCU. I mean, that was later in the season. But this team is not playing good anymore. Like, they're not the Cal State. Remember I told you – their numbers didn't back up how much they were winning. You remember mm-hmm. when I told you that? Yeah. Like they their stats look bad. They just didn't look good. And I picked this team to win the big West. So technically I was wrong. Or no, I wasn't technically I was wrong. They didn't win the Big West. Mm-hmm. Um but this team this team is they're limping their way in and I have I don't see any hope for them. So yeah, Stanford won, Texas a and runner up.
0: That's what I have as well. Um, let's go down to Baton Rouge next. We got LSU. Tulane is the four seed. Sam Houston is the three seed. And Oregon State is the two seed. It's going to be really interesting to see what LSU does, whether they throw Ty Floyd or Thatcher Hurd or Paul Skeen's game one. I don't think you can take this Tulane team lightly, even though they only won 19 games in the regular season. Tulane is a program that gets really good recruits. Um, and I know they're under a first year head coach, but like, Tulane has developed major league level talent in the last five or six years. Uh, there's been a couple guys make it to the show, and uh, so I don't know if, if LSU can take Tulane lightly, especially since I think Tulane is going to travel well. I think there'll be some some you know Green Wave supporters there in the box, and if I'm LSU, I do throw off like I do throw a Ty Floyd, maybe Thatcher Hurd, um, game one because if you can't win your regional with and beat a four seed like Tulane with your number two starter, you're not going to win the college world series anyways, Like you can just pack up your bags and just say like, look, it's not our year. Uh, but they're often like LSU's offense is good enough to beat anybody, no matter who's playing. And they, and they've done that. They've won a few games down the stretch. Um, even when their pitchers aren't throwing the best. So I, I still think LSU will take care of business against Tulane. I hope, I'm hoping they save Paul Skeens for that winter winner's bracket game where I think Oregon state is a pretty solid threat to them. Oregon state during the middle part of the year was on fire. They they were a really good team. And I think that they are like, they're a typical postseason team every year. You look like they're making a run to super regional or Omaha. They won the whole thing in 2018. Um, sorry, Arkansas fans had to bring it up. And then, One last note that I have here in the Baton Rouge regional is in my opinion, this is a very hitters friendly ballpark and Sam Houston has one of the best and most explosive offenses in the country. And I mean, Sam Houston could be a dangerous three seed here. If um, you know, they get the back end of LSU's bullpen. And if they are in a winner's bracket type game, like they can beat up on bad pitching. So that's a, that's just something to keep, keep note of. Um, but when I'm making my picks here, I'm going to take LSU to win the regional at home. I assume they're going to save Paul Skeens for Game Two, which they should beat Sam Houston or Oregon State. But I mean, don't be surprised if Tulane scares them. Tulane's playing good baseball right now, finding ways to win games. And um, I'm going to pick uh, I'll pick Oregon State as the two or the runner up. That's very really chalky, but it is what it is.
1: If this was an orgy, oh, man, I don't know because L- this LSU team. In, I'm, gonna make a, I'm
0: gonna make a I'm gonna make proje- a projection here. I think we're about to see a postseason for the history books from Tommy White. I don't know what it is. Every time I close my eyes, I, I see Paul. I mean, not Paul scheme, Tommy White going on another eight homer and eight game tear like he did last year. Uh, I see a lot of opposite field home runs in his future here. Um, and I think, I think, I think he's going to carry this offense. And then, of course, you got Dylan Cruz, who's one of the biggest game changers in the country. Um, I think LSU's offense is about to heat way up.
1: Dude, I don't know if you're telling me, because this LSU team win Hoover, they looked good, but they didn't look great. And that's kind of how they've been for the past month. Good, but not great. Not just like, wow, this team is so good. It's just like, oh, yeah, they're good, man. They're really good. But they're not like, wow. Like, the way South Carolina played for that one-month stretch, you were just like, wow, this team is yeah. good. LSU had never really given me that vibe. I mean, the weekend against Tennessee and Arkansas, you were like they were good. But it was. It, I came away from those two series thinking, damn, Tennessee gave it away. Tennessee had a chance. Like, damn, Arkansas had a chance. Mm-hmm. That's what I came away from those series. Maybe it's a bias. Maybe it's a predetermined bias. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I mean, I've never been a huge LSU fan, so I don't know what it is. But if this team pitch, if Thatcher Hurd pitches like Thatcher Hurd, this team is going to Omaha.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the biggest, like – I think him X and Tommy factor. White. He's the X factor. Him and Tommy White, I think, are the the two transfers. The two transfer portal guys, I think, are big X factors. I agree.
1: Um, I don't think Oregon State has the pitching. Let me see. Let me look up something here. Oregon State baseball staff. Yeah. I don't think Oregon State has the pitching to keep LSU often down enough to give themselves a chance. But let me confirm that. 465 ERA. Let me see how many walks they have. That's huge. 209, 507 inning. I do like that number though. LSU to beat LSU, minimize base runner. That, that's everything. Mm. Minimize errors. I mean, I feel like this is cliche for every team, but they really pound on it. Um minimize base um errors and walk. And 209 walk, 507 inning, not quite three three to one ratio, but pretty good. Five hundred forty-five strikeouts. So, I don't know, man. Maybe the pitching staff can keep up. Um, Nobody superstar. Nobody's
0: superstar. But yeah, they don't have the Cooper Jerpy like they did last year. But go. they do
1: have a full group that is very capable of getting things done. Their strikeout numbers are huge, and LSU does have a tendency to strike out a lot when um, they face when they're overmatched against the guys. So, um. I really want to be bold here. I really want to be bold here if say Oregon State comes out of this regional. We'll
0: do it. I don't think it's that so, crazy to say. I'm going to go,
1: LSU is going to win this regional. I mean, what Stony Brook did will never happen again with a Tulane or Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. This team is too good. This LSU team is too good to do something like that. So give me Oregon State at the one. I mean, uh, LSU at the winner, and I think Tulane and Sam Houston are going to create problems, but I think it's going to end up being of State LSU.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, with
1: LSU winning the regional, by the way.
0: Yes. Uh, so we agree with that one there. Let's go down to the Lexington regional, which is paired up with LSU and the Super Regional. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold pick here. I don't think Kentucky wins this regional. I think it's way too deep. West Virginia, you know, during a certain part of the season was – on fire, and I think they got up top ten in the country in the D one baseball polls at one point, and they got JJ Weatherholt, who's one of the most exciting players in the country, and I think a favorite to win next year's Golden Spikes. Uh, they did go zero and two in the Big Twelve tournament, though, which is a little concerning. But at the same time, like you know, you get a whole week to refresh, you know, go back to practice, you know, have fun, enjoy everything, and I think this is a regional. West Virginia is looking at like, hey, we can win this. Um, and I think Indiana's thinking the same thing. Indiana was a good team all year long. Um, they struggled a little bit in the Big Ten tournament and but I think they only finished a game out of Maryland in the Big Ten regular season. And then Ball State, I think I'm really high on. like I'm high on Ball State as a sneaky four seed. They play in the Mac, which is you know decent decent mid-major conference. You, you get good teams like Kent State who almost got an ad large bid. Central Michigan's always good. I don't know. I think this one is going to be probably a regional that not very many people are going to watch. But I think there's going to be a lot of late-inning drama, some upsets. And I'm uh, going to take West Virginia to win the regional. And then I'm going to take Indiana to come in second. Um, And that's usually pretty tough to do, have a two-seed and a three-seed play against each other in a regional final. Normally... It's because like one of them's guaranteed a loss that first game. So they have to come through the, the losers bracket. But I really like Indiana to win game one against West Virginia and, and win game two against Kentucky. I think Indiana is going to be in that regional championship, but then I think West Virginia is going to go on and, and get hot. Like I think West Virginia is a deeper team than Indiana. And I'm just not sold on Kentucky right now, which I mean I could eat my words there. But I, 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 I like West Virginia to win it.
1: I don't think Indiana is that good. I don't think they're very good. Um
0: I do. I think I think they're sneaky good.
1: Like they played, they had two road series at Auburn and at Texas. They played both series fairly, fairly tight, fairly tough. Um got mm-hmm. blown out by East Carolina, um, got blown out by Long Beach, got blown out by Kentucky. They've already played at Kentucky this year. Um they got blown out in seven inning in Rule. And then they played Indiana State. They smoked Indiana State. And then they lost Indiana State. Um good strong series against Iowa. I watched that series. Um they pitched really well that weekend. And then
0: mm-hmm.
1: they got their sh- they got their doors blown off by Maryland at home. They gave up yeah. 29, 39, 43 runs in three games against Maryland. And that's like a measuring stick for me because that's a postseason team with a strong lineup. Mm -hmm. i just don't see i think i just don't see it i'm gonna go with uh all right
0: i'm 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 switching it i'm going west virginia to win and kentucky to go and uh, i'm going
1: going west virginia to win kentucky at the two seed. all right i'm switching back then
0: give me give me indiana runner-up i'm switching back
1: yeah please stand stay in your lane over there yeah um I uh, I think West Virginia's got all the pressure. I think their biggest choke job of the year goes to West Virginia. By the way, but
0: um, oh, not, I, not I a, disagree. Not a love I love it. If I'm West Virginia, I have no pressure. No, Mish no, got listen to in me. Big this? tournament. Listen to me. Oh. <laughs> what
1: I said? West Virginia had the biggest choke job of the year. They went down to Texas. They have so much pressure. That would have been their first Big Twelve title outright ever. They ended up getting swept and sharing the title but they had so much pressure that when they wrote they just kind of limped into the big 12 tournament but now i think these boys are going to have fun again because they feel like a huge weight is off their shoulders now they can just have fun playing again there's no pressure mm-hmm. anymore they're just going to play and that's why i really like this west virginia team to win this regional okay yeah now I mean, do you I, see I, when you let me finish there I mean, hey don't get me wrong i i cut you off all the time too so
0: no, that's that's fine. I I thought you were you're were going and saying West Virginia has all the pressure and I was like no way. No, no, no. They had the have pressure, no pressure is already anymore. gone. Yeah. Um, I I'll, I'll stick with Indiana as a runner up though. I think I think Indiana's actually a pretty good team and like I could see them even winning this regional to be honest. Um I I feel like we both kind of talked bad about Kentucky. Listen, Kentucky's a good team and like it wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky wins this regional, and they've already played against LSU this year. Like uh, Kentucky could make an Omaha run; like I mean, it's it's right there in front of them.
1: What scares me though with Kentucky is they got lucky that not I don't want to say lucky, but Elon, Rice State, Evansville, Indiana State all were so high in the RPI, and they caught mm-hmm. them super early in the year when these teams are still kind of shoveling snow out. Yeah, literally. So like they got lucky they all had really good years and and then southern illinois and then they played mississippi state and then they alabama and then missouri and then it was like georgia they lost lsu they lost a series a they lost a series vanderbilt they lost a series south carolina they caught south carolina probably on their worst weekend of the
0: year mm-hmm. um and then right, they, got, and they and then swept they got, south carolina
1: and then they got beat by tennessee um so and then they lost the series to Florida. So this this team hasn't won it had won one series since April 2nd. It won one series. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't do anything in Hoover. They got shut out by Alabama. I just don't think this Kentucky team is in the right heading in the right direction.
0: That's a good good way to put it. All right. Now the last two regionals on the left side of the bracket, um, we have the Auburn regional. Auburn, I think. Auburn kind of got lucky with a pretty easy regional. Um, And I'm not picking them to win it. So Auburn is the one seed. Southern Miss the two seed. And then you get Samford and Penn as a three and four seed. Um, I don't see any way that Samford and Penn win this regional. Uh -uh. I think Samford's got a good Friday night guy. He's mid-90s on the mound. And and he's going up against Tanner Hall game one, um, which I think Tanner Hall is the best pitcher in this regional by far. So I, I like Southern Miss to win the regional. I think they have a little bit of magic going a little. I know it's not at Pete Taylor park, but um, you know, they got the Scott Berry magic. Now he's retiring at the end of the year. They're going to play hard for him. This is a team that was in a super regional last year, lost to Ole Miss when Ole Miss was the best team in the country, just playing out of their minds. So I think there's a little bit of a re- revenge tour here. Southern Miss is upset at Auburn for you know, maybe not at Auburn, but they're upset at the committee. Who's, chaired by the ad at auburn um southern miss felt like they should have hosted instead of auburn so i'll, I'll take southern miss to win this regional and then auburn to be runner up
1: i think mm, this southern team i think the southern miss team is really good um i want i need an investigation into them because they always have some sort of magic it's always something it's whether. It's yeah. Pete Taylor magic or Scott Berry magic or somebody did them dirty magic. The, the Danny
0: Lynch, the Danny Lynch magic. The Danny
1: Lynch magic or the Guatemala magic. They always have something going for them. And it's just like, when does this stop? When does this stop? Maybe Scott mm-hmm. Barry is the magician. Maybe he's the one that's creating all this magic. Um, let's see here Old Dominion, good, James madison sweet, coastal they just played coastal when they were playing out of their mind. They were swinging out of their mind near the end of April. I think it was, they were, Mm -hmm. there was nothing they could do. Um, So I think if they play coastal again, they'd be coastal in a three game series. Um, Really, really like that. They made, they won the cell bell tournament. I think that shows that they were, Hey, we're just as good as coastal. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe a one a and a one B. Um, and they beat Louisiana last weekend of the year. And we saw Louisiana's been playing pretty well. So I really like Southern Miss here, but I just don't know. Uh, Auburn. Auburn doesn't impress me. I don't know. I can't believe they're hosting again. Like, I don't know how they did it. They don't impress me. I mean, that series you win against LSU was big time. Um but then again, it's like. You know what? I'm gonna stick with my guns here. My initial reaction. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm don't gonna hurt yourself. Auburn won Southern Myth runner up. I I don't like okay. it, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah.
0: Look, I mean, I think Auburn has a really good chance to win this regional. Um, Only they've been playing out of because the bottom they've been playing out of the their minds. The yeah.
1: They just have to focus on Southern Myth.
0: I think if the like any gamblers listening though, I think you could take a shot at Sanford when in this regional. They won three games in, in one day on Sunday. Um or Saturday, I'm sorry. Three games on Saturday to win the SOCON. And, and like they were the best team in the SoCon all year. They won the regular season title, they won the tournament. And like sure, Sanford, they get cherry-picked more than any other team in the country when it comes to the transfer portal. Anytime a good player comes in and uh at Sanford and does well. They end up at Auburn the next year. So, I mean, I don't know. Sanford could win this. I think they're a good team, but it, it'll be tough beating Tanner Hall right now on, on Friday night because he's been the best pitcher in the country the last six weeks. Uh, let's go to the Clemson Regional. Clemson gets matched up with Auburn in the Super Regional. And, dude, I'm telling you, I think this Clemson Regional is going to be wild. You get the hottest team in the nation in Clemson hosting. You get the probably the best – like i'm not gonna say the best but like one of the most talented teams in the country in tennessee who's been god awful on the road all season long um but capable of beating anybody in the nation and then you get charlotte who just won i think six games in the conference usa tournament after led by cam fisher game. yeah after losing the first game they have cam fisher who has 30 homers this year to lead the nation um austin knight is a tennessee transfer from a couple years ago that's just a doubles machine really good offense there um, well coached bunch for the 49ers and then you get Lipscomb who I think is one of the best four seeds out there they get a bad draw um, going in the Clemson regional but Lipscomb wins the A Sun regular season they win the A Sun tournament and um you know they have two really good starting pitchers that could you know maybe hold some of these teams down offensively so this is probably one of the most this is probably one of the most um interesting regionals out there probably one that i'm going to watch every single game for uh the the problem with this regional is like clemson has been so hot they've won 25 of the last 28 or somewhere around that number and 16 straight wins it's like did clemson peak too early like are they going to be able to sustain this this level of success that they're having that really came out of nowhere uh i don't know if they will and i think tennessee is going to be a popular pick to win this regional just based off of the, uh, you know, the Lindsey, Dolander, Burns, Beam, like they have the pitching to to compete at the highest level. Uh, I also think Charlotte and Lipscomb, one of those two teams, is going to upset. Uh, whether it's they upset Clemson or they upset Tennessee, I think they're one of those two teams is going to get a win in this regional just because of their offense. So, I, <laughs> excuse me, making a pick here i really want to say i'm going to go with i want to go with my gut and say clemson finally cools off but there's no signs of that like at all clemson has to cool off at some point
1: let me give you a little Ah. nugget history says when teams are this hot they always make the super regional i'm not saying they make it to omaha every time but they make it to the super you remember Mm -hmm. duke getting hot you remember nc state getting hot old miss all these teams, I mean, I'm just speaking of recent memory. If you go Notre, back. Notre
0: Dame, Notre Dame Notre last Dame, year. Cal,
1: I mean, Cal State Fullerton a couple of years ago. They were super hot. They won that Stanford. I mean, like, the hot teams make it to the Supers. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my picks now, and then we'll go back to you. I'm giving. I'm taking Clemson one, Tennessee runner-up.
0: Okay. I You know what? I, I want to agree with you there as well. Although I'm looking at Lipskin, I'm looking at Charlotte, like this seems like a regional that you'll see one of those two teams like fight their way through the losers bracket and maybe, maybe outslug some teams. I'm going to take Clemson to win this super regional because that's what I had when I was, you know, filling this out before the show. I'm going to take Clemson, but man, like they, they're going to cool off at some point. Like it has to happen. They've been playing out of their minds, and and like Tennessee hasn't won anything on the road this year, other than that last series against South Carolina, when South Carolina was just banged up, mentally checked out, had no identity. Uh, and I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. Oh, do I go for my runner-up? I I want to take Lipscomb. I, I want to take Lipscomb bad but i'm not dude do it if it's, it's fun. all right yeah i'll take i'll take lipscomb as my runner-up because you know what what i could see happening is like lipscomb's ace comes out and just shoves against clemson kind of stuns them a little bit they win game one and and then like clemson has to go you know through the losers bracket to win it uh it's like gonna be that type of regional in my opinion so I'll take Lipscomb as a runner-up. Maybe Clemson beats them twice in the regional championship. I think championship. this is too
1: strong of a regional for the one seed to lose game one and come back to the loser bracket. That usually happens in like one of the weaker regionals, where it's a shocking upset, and but it's a weak regional, yeah. so they can come through. I think this one is too strong <laughs> for something like that to happen.
0: Yeah, um, I, I like Lipscomb's pitching. I think they're they're all right. Like I think they're good enough to. I don't but know. I'll looking, take them as a runner-up. I'm just
1: looking through my left side. I'm I'm chalking this shit. Clemson, I picked well, the one so am and I, two. yeah. I picked the one and two seed <coughs> to win and runner up in every regional except for the Coral Gables regional. Oh, Boston College, I had the two winning one runner-up. So i I already yeah. don't like this.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree that the left side of the bracket's tougher than the right side of the bracket, though.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: The, the one we just went through is tougher to pick than I think the right side anyway so let's move to the right side here um we got the florida gainesville regional or gainesville florida regional my bad where they get florida a&m is the four seed yukon is the two seed texas tech is the three seed i'm gonna just not waste any time here florida i think gets a very very easy regional um you get F- florida a&m which is nowhere close talent wise to florida and then you get yukon as your two seed who's stumbled the last few weeks of the season Um, And then Texas Tech away from Lubbock. Uh, Let me just check their road record this year. Six and 10 on the road and three and four neutral site. So nine and 14 away from Lubbock. I think Florida wins this regional and I'll take, I'll take UConn to be the runner up. I'm taking Florida to win it. Texas
1: Tech runner up.
0: This would be my lock of the century. Florida, I don't know what their odds are. Let me check Circus Sportsbook real quick to win the regional, but if it's anything less than like 250 I think you got to take it. Um, so, so Florida on the Circus Sportsbook to win their regional is. Let me scroll down. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, it's going to log me out. I knew it was going to do this. I'll get back to you on that. But uh, Florida, I think it's a very easy draw here. UConn as a 2 seed does not scare me at all. Yeah. No. Let's see. Uh, Florida minus two hundred to win their regional, which I think there's a lot of value there. Five hundred
1: to win, be- 350, Would you do it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I had five hundred dollars to throw away, I mean to bet on something. Yeah. But even like hundred to win fifty is like not bad. I think that's a. I think that's a good bet there because they're going to be higher than minus two hundred in every single game they play. Yeah. Um, all right. And that one's matched up with the Columbia Super Regional. South Carolina is the one. Campbell is the two. NC State is the three, and Central Connecticut State is the four. I, look, I believe in South Carolina. Uh, I think that they're finally, like, they got their wake-up call. They got their slump out of them. They're a prime hot, cold, hot theory team, and that's something that we praise. But they the never show, got the hot again. Cold, that's hot the problem. Theory. Well, I'm saying I think they're about to get hot. I but think they're can't. about to that's get not hot how again.
1: the hot, hot, cold, hot theory work. You got to get hot before the postseason.
0: No, that's not true. A hundred, I'm, right. I, I am the creator of the
1: hot, cold, hot theory. Okay, fine. Well, You have to get hot before the postseason.
0: Well, all right. Well, that's, that's fine. I won't say hot, cold, hot theory for South Carolina. They're going to win this regional. South Carolina is going to win this regional, and I'm going to say NC State comes in second. Look, I love the Campbell hype. Like, I think Campbell is a really good team, but the depth is, is just not there. And I think NC State, sneaky – is like they have power in their lineup. They have athletic guys. And then like pitching, I think they can piece it together. Like even in the back end of their bullpen, they're they're low to mid 90s. So I I think NC State was going to be just fine. Um I look I'm rooting for Campbell. I'll go out and say it. Like I hope Campbell wins this regional. But I think South Carolina is going to be able to to sweep through this regional. And I think NC State beats Campbell game one. So that helps their chances to be runner up.
1: Um, I am taking Campbell to win this regional. I think they get over the hump and win it this year. They got unlucky. Ah,
0: that's a good pun. That was a good pun right there. They get over the hump.
1: They get over the hump. Um, they get over the hump. They've gotten unlucky. They got sent to Tennessee, um, last year and the year before, right? No, Liberty Duke. No, it was Liberty Duke, Tennessee, and who two years ago? Rice State. It was Liberty, Duke, and Rice State, Wright State was, you know, yeah. last year with Georgia Tech, Campbell, Tennessee, and somebody else.
0: I think Campbell went to NC State two years ago.
1: Campbell, where did they go in 2021? Oh, Mississippi State.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mississippi
1: yeah, yeah. State um, with Central Michigan and um, I want Miami. to say a Northampton North Mi- school.
0: Was it Miami? No, Miami was
1: 2019.
0: All my years are running together.
1: 2019 Miami with Starkville. 2021 with Campbell, Central Michigan and Mississippi State and uh, who was it? it? was a Northeast It was, it was some Northeast
0: school. It was It was Mississippi State, Samford is the four, VCU is the two, VCU. Campbell is a three.
1: VCU, that's who it was
0: you remember that like that vcu campbell game that was uh let's see it was 19 to 10.
1: yep yep i remember so, it so because, many runs. yep so central michigan was there in 2019 with miami and okay anyway i think campbell gets over the hum and makes their first super regional appearance and then justin hair by the
0: way um
1: it's pretty mind. much a done deal anything.
0: well we don't have to like I, we're not confirming anything but like it i think there's I've been hearing rumors that there's a handshake deal in place for him to go to Georgia next year. Like after, I think after Campbell gets eliminated, um, I think you're going to see similar to what like Link Jarrett last year or uh, Eric Backage. And I think it can be pretty fast. It's going to be fast. Like I I think it's pretty much a done deal with him at Georgia. Now I'm like close with him. Uh, Me and coach hair DM all the time. Loves 11.7. He loves the hype that we give the camels. Uh, He's probably going to hate me for picking against Campbell in this regional and probably hate me for and I, like I also want to say something about him to Georgia, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think unless Campbell goes on to like the College World Series and they give him like a super raise, I, I think I know he was in Athens um, last weekend uh, or sorry, not last weekend, but selection show Monday ish. But yeah, I think he's going to end up being the Georgia Bulldogs' next coach, which is a fantastic hire if you're Georgia. Um,
1: I just, I, this is why I hate being in this business because, or not this business, but I hate, I don't want to get my toes into that business of reporting news like that because if, Oh, we're not reporting news. No, like, nothing's confirmed. I, this I, is
0: just rumors. Because
1: because you look so stupid when you like, for example, I'm just using this as an example, which by the way, I've, I've heard it from other people that he is also going to Georgia as well. So mm-hmm. that is like, that's what I've heard. So. But I hate – because I feel like if you look so stupid, you're like, up, oh, done, deal, he's going there, and then it never happened. You're just like, oh, my bad. Like, I, my bad. Bad sources or something like that. Like, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to get – because it's never been, like, my, my kind of thing. But any, I don't care mm-hmm. about being first on something like that. But no, I don't either. And look, I've heard I, I, I don't that he, or- he will be in Athens, the George y'all. If true – let me repeat. If true – Will be a massive slam dunk hire. I think yes. he can really win there because he, he's, he's earned it, man. Traveling far away, he's still in the South Sea. Georgia's a winning a program that you can really win at, mm-hmm. um, and he's got the mindset. He's got a much more better mindset than what Strickland did coming from Kent State. Yeah, he knows this area. He knows these players way better, so. If that if it's true and it happened, big congratulations to him. And um, I will actually go up to Athens to see him. Yes. Next fall.
0: Hundred percent. I also like. I've heard like UCF has pretty much already hired their head coach. That um, once the tournament, once this team gets eliminated from the tournament, you'll see UCF uh, pretty quickly announce a hire. So. um is It, is it a, is, I mean, I didn't even hear about this one. I, I can tell you off air who's who it's going to uh. be, but. Yeah, they they could make a deep postseason run like Campbell. I, I like this team a lot.
1: UF who who who? US, UCF. UCF is not in the tournament.
0: No, I'm saying that once this coach's team gets eliminated, you'll see UCF.
1: Oh, ah, or- uh, okay,
0: okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. All right. Anyway, and it yeah, could be it, it could be, be an assistant coach. It could be an assistant coach. Just saying. Um yeah, I'm going to be the volunteer
1: assistant. But, um, I'm just going to go ahead and break the news. I'm the next volunteer assistant <laughs> at uh, University right. of Georgia. Just kidding.
0: Anyways, let's get let's let's get back on track. So, who was your runner-up, South Carolina, NC State? Oh, NC State. Okay. So you're like down on the NC State
1: box. is always a great postseason team. So give me them. I think South Carolina is reeling. I think I can just picture it now their fans, their Twitter, just in an absolute fire Kingston meltdown come Sunday,
0: night uh-huh. and Monday. All right. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but I could also see just South Carolina getting on. That's what I'm thinking off of. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the next regional here we have is Conway regional, which I might sneak up to on, on Saturday. Um, let's see. So coastal Carolina is the one seed. They get Ryder as a four seed coming from New Jersey. Ryder. I think, I think Ryder has some athletes. Um, and I think that, Ryder is a much better team than what their name says. Like, not very many people are familiar with Ryder, other than a few postseason appearances that they've made. But um, like they they can hit the ball, like they are a good offensive team, and they, they're gonna play well in this ballpark. Uh, you get the two-seed in Duke, who was really hot in the middle, like middle end-ish towards the season, but then they cooled way off. And then you have UNC Wilmington as a three-seed, which I think is a pretty scary three-seed. Because they won the CAA regular season, they won the CAA tournament. Uh, the Seahawks. I talked to their coaches when I was up at the CAA tournament. They're really confident in this group. They think that this year is not even going to be their best year. They think next year they're going to be even better. Um, and but like they have, they have size. They have like one of the best closers in the country. Um, and I don't know. I think UNCW is a, a sneaky good team, and I'm actually going to pick UNCW to win this regional. And I'll tell you why. I I talked to the coaches like I mentioned earlier and they're like, "Yeah, UNCW's never made it to a super regional. We've been to a few regional finals. We've lost twice in a regional final. This they're like, this is a year that we can see our like we can really see this team go into a super regional." And I'm going to trust them. Like I, I think that they know their teams and that they would sa- they said, "Listen, if we didn't think this was actually a super regional team, we would never tell you this." But they're like, "We we really like our chances this year. We're a complete ball club." We can beat you in many different ways. And um, I think UNCW wins this regional, and I think Coastal comes in second.
1: I'm very close to you. I'm extremely close to you. I think this regional goes to the, if necessary, Monday. I think it goes all the way. Mm -hmm. But I think Coastal runs out on top. They're often just too good at home they're just going to bury you at the end. If you just keep, if you play enough game, they're going to bury you at some point. I'm going to go coastal winning this regional UNC Wilmington as the runner up. I don't, I think Duke has cooled off. They go against my hot cold hot theory to a T they just, they've cooled off too much. And I don't think they're that special. I think these other teams are more hungry. I think Coastal's hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Wilmington is also hungry with a lot of momentum and, to win the regular season and the tournament in the CAA, it's huge. I think that is a very good baseball team. Yes. So I like I like this regional. I think it goes all the way down to the wire, but Coastal comes out on top.
0: All right. The Charlottesville regional for Virginia matches up with this in the super regional. And just say it right now. I think Army beats Virginia game one. Um, Army is the fourth seed here. And they have good pitchers, in my opinion. Like the rest are so-so, but Army—they won a ton of games this year. They dominated their competition for the most part, and they have an offense that we saw last year in Hattiesburg uh, in the regional that, like, like they were they were good against like pretty tough pitching. So I think Army finally gets the monkey off their back, and I think they win a game, game one in a regional, um, upset Virginia. This looks like the prime opportunity to do it. If you're a gambler, they're going to be somewhere around the plus three hundred mark. Go ahead and put half a unit on it or put a full unit on it. Um, I, I like Army to win game one, which opens up the door for my regional winner here. East Carolina is the two seed. I had East Carolina going to Omaha preseason. Dimitri doesn't think they're very good, which the numbers probably state that like maybe they're not as good as previous teams. But we talked about it last episode. Like If, if East Carolina has a, a – this is their best shot to get to Omaha over the last five or six years. And I think they finally, uh, no spoilers, I won't say it, but um, I think East Carolina wins this regional. And I think Virginia finishes in second just because I don't think Virginia will be able to beat East Carolina twice in that regional final. So give me give me the Pirates here. And then in my bracket, it looks like East Carolina is going to host a super regional, which will be nice against UNCW. Would that be an electric, electric mm-hmm. super regional? Oh, yeah.
1: Did UNC Wilmington have a big fan base? Like, are, this Yeah, they,
0: tra- they traveled well. They really did. Um, they probably had, other than the College of Charleston, the most fans there at the CAA tournament. And um, they don't have football there. So, like, baseball and basketball um, are, are, like, their two big sports. And, and they travel well for baseball.
1: Cool. Um, I think this Virginia team is being slept on. I think this team is really good. I think they had a rough little week. But – let me give you my hot, cold, hot theory. This team dominates it. Super hot all year, super hot all year. First week of April, they lost their first series. Yeah. And then two weeks later, they lost series to Pitt. They got swept by Notre Dame. And then they lost to Duke. That was the whole month of April, basically. Mm-hmm. They heated back up and won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 straight games. Basically, from the first day of May, all of May. And then they Mm -hmm. lost to North Carolina. But no, it's hard to be North Carolina in that Durham Bulls Park. They play so well there. Mm -hmm. And they ran into Clemson. So you see, I mean, yeah, Clemson. So you see how it works. I think the Virginia team runs through this regional. Um, They're going to win it. And I think Oklahoma finishes runner-up.
0: Yeah, Virginia. I didn't even get to hit on these points because I was so excited to talk about East Carolina and Army. But Virginia is thirty-one and four at home, and I think they went undefeated non-conference, something like twenty-five and zero. Kind of crazy.
1: Their record out of conference with twenty-five and zero.
0: Yeah. So this, I mean, if you stick by the numbers, there, you might want to pick Virginia to win this regional. I went a little out of the ordinary, uh, but thirty-one and four at home. 25 and 0 um out of conference that is that tells you right there that they should win this regional but i think army pulls off the upset i think there's a little bit of chaos here and uh give me cliff godwin and the east carolina pirates to win it so um let's see we got one two three four regionals left and then we'll go into super regional play so nashville vanderbilt hosted a regional once again and they get the four seed eastern illinois who won the ovc you get Xavier, who won the Big East tournament, and then the two-seed Oregon, who just won the Pac-12 tournament. Now, like on paper, I think that you look at Vanderbilt, and you're like, oh, they should get past this regional pretty easily. Um, but you get three teams that are hot right now. They all won the conference tournament. And like Oregon, they came into the season with some really high hopes and, and wanting to host a regional, wanting to win the Pac-12 regular season. They kind of fell off um during a certain stretch in the season and you know finished i think sixth place in the pac-12 good rpi though and they won the at large i mean not the not the at large the automatic qualifying bid from the pac-12 i i think vanderbilt should win this regional and i'm going to pick them to win it but it like it wouldn't surprise me if oregon kind of has that like team of destiny vibes in fact you know what i'm going to switch it here i actually like oregon now that I'm looking at the numbers, they're four zero neutral site, ten and seven on the road, which is good in the Pac-12, and they're fifteen and eight against top fifty teams. I, I think with Oregon's lineup being so scrappy, they're they're fast, they're they're quick, they' athletic. Um, I think that that would play well here on this Vanderbilt turf, and Pac-12 tournament champion. That says a lot. It means they won a lot of games in a short period of time. I'll take Oregon to win here, and Vanderbilt is a runner-up.
1: I have Vanderbilt winning, and here's where it gets interesting. Oregon already swept Xavier in a four-game yeah, game series this year. They did. They swept them at home um, in a four-game series. What are the odds that they beat them five straight times? I don't know. I think Xavier shocked Oregon and wins game one and you know what else Oregon got the AQ bid they maybe they listen to their the game they had to play so they played obviously their two pool play game Cal and Stanford um Cal terrible team the rest of the year um Stanford it's a coin flip because those top seeded team their motivation is a little bit different mm-hmm. like it's different than playing in Hoover and, and playing in Paxwell. It's a little bit different. And then they played Washington in the semi, then Arizona in the final. As a season, as a whole, you did, they didn't play that great. They didn't play any top, like, that great of team. You know? Mm-hmm. Stanford's the only team, and I don't think Stanford was playing their best in this, uh, this tournament. So I don't think Oregon's that great. But I think Xavier getting slept on, so I'm going to go with Xavier to run the runner-up.
0: Okay. Yeah, Xavier. They played a tough schedule with a lot of road games, so they are battle tested. Um, I don't
1: think the Big East is very good, but I will. I like the
0: Xavier pick. I think
1: mm -hmm. Oregon doesn't beat them five times in a row. That's all
0: right. That's that's a good way to look at it. And uh, so this super regional matchup would be with the Stillwater regional winner. Oklahoma State is the one seed. Dallas Baptist is the two seed. Washington is the three, and then Oral Roberts is the four. I tweeted out earlier last week that this is going to be the year that a four seed reaches Omaha, and when you and it's going to probably be one of these last three four seeds from these regionals. You have Oral, Oral Roberts here as the four at Stillwater. You got Wright State as the four seed in in Terre Haute, and you have Santa Clara as the four seed at Arkansas. I think those are your three most dangerous four seeds, all right there at the bottom part of the right bracket. And um, although I think Oral Roberts has a good chance, or you know they have a chance to beat Oklahoma State game one, I don't I don't think it's going to be Oral Roberts making it to Omaha. They they were twenty three and one in conference, but their conference is super super. Uh, they have some big mid uh, midweek wins this year, but they did get swept by Dallas Baptist, right? Um, or was it UTSA? They got swept by somebody in the in Texas. Who who are you talking about? Who did Oral Roberts or, get swept by?
1: Oral Roberts? Um, I'm tell you right now. Mm-hmm.
0: It was somebody that was a 2 seed. Oral
1: Roberts uh, got swept by uh,
0: DBU. Yeah, it was Dallas Baptist, who's, who's also in this regional. So I'm going to be Oral Roberts. Um, I'm going to take, I'm assuming Oklahoma State's one, which should shut Oral Roberts down. Now, Oral Roberts could make some noise in the loser's bracket, but all in all, I think this is a very deep and pretty evenly matched regional here. Uh, Washington has shown signs of being really good um, out in the Pac-12 this year. They're the three seed. And then Dallas, two seed, might be the most elite team here in the this regional. So I'm gonna take Dallas Baptist to win it. And I'm gonna take uh, Oklahoma State to, to be the runner up. I like Dallas Baptist a lot to Omaha this year. They uh, they have the pitching since Dallas Bombers University. They they got some dudes in the lineup that that can really hit. So I'll take Dallas Baptist to win this one.
1: You know what's funny. Oral Roberts swept the two midweek games against Oklahoma State this year. They went two and zero. DBU yeah. lost all their midweek games against the State of Oklahoma. They swept Oral Roberts in the weekend, but they lost all the midweeks against the state of Oklahoma. Um, so these three, those three: Oral Roberts, Oklahoma State, Dallas have a lot of similar connections and hit like throughout mm-hmm. this season. So they play each other a lot, directly and indirectly. Um, this Oklahoma State team has been so disappointing in their own regional the past. I mean, last year to recent memory, but I feel like this team just doesn't know how to get to, get to Omaha.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't done it in the past like, five or six years, right?
0: I think 2017 was their last year,
1: I think. Oklahoma State baseball, Wikipedia. Let me see their last Omaha appearance. I want to see something. 2016. So, in the last five years, they've been in the tournament twenty um, every year since. So, one, two... Three, four, yeah. I mean, I just, mm, I don't know. This one's a tough one to pick. This one's a tough. one. Yeah, this
0: is one one of the toughest regionals to pick. I think.
1: Spoiler alert! This is my toughest regional pick. <laughs> um, I don't know why I have this feeling that Washington's going to win Game One. And then Oklahoma State's going to win. They're going to play in the matchup. Washington wins. Oklahoma State goes down. Dallas Baptist eliminates them. Washington wins. DBU finishes at the runner-up.
0: Mm-hmm. Could, okay. could you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Washington's a dangerous team. I, They're, they're a dangerous three-seed out there. I think yeah, this the whole heck, regional
1: comes down to who wins for DBU and Washington Friday night. Yeah,
0: I like Dallas Baptist to win Friday night. I think they're going to be comfortable in the ballpark. Um, I mean, this is going to be, I think, a high scoring regional just like last year. But Dallas Baptist's pitching staff is pretty deep. Um, they got a really good Friday night guy, too. The guy, I forget his name. I, I'm so bad with names, but he wears like the goggles on the mound. You know who I'm talking about? For DBU? Yeah. I think he was CUSA Pitcher of the Year. Dallas Baptist. Look, you're going to tell me his name. I'll forget it by tomorrow.
1: Cody. Pitcher. Pitcher of the year. Well, I'm delaying myself. I don't want to pick – I don't know how to pick this regional. Um, I'm delaying. Uh, Let's see. DBU, they had the freshman of the year. They had the freshman of the year, newcomer of the year, defensive player of the year, head coach of the year. And yeah, I said, They didn't have pitcher of the year.
0: Who won pitcher of the year?
1: DBU had a one, two, two, two pitchers on first team all conference. Um
0: look, there's probably somebody listening. Kyle this, like, Amen. Amen. Is it a starter or They're a,
1: probably
0: a starter? Um
1: let's see, Kyle Lament. He did not wear goggles. Let me see the other. I think one.
0: it's. I think it's Jack. Um, Ryan Johnson. Zach. Zach Heaton. That's what I'm Heaton thinking. Of. Uh No, no. no. Hold on. Anyway, I'm gonna make my pick.
1: I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is gonna be a fun. This is a z pick. Like I'm just gonna go for fun here. Little pivot. Washington win. DBU is the two, the runner up.
0: DBU is the runner up. I'm pretty sure Ryan Johnson is who I'm thinking of. I don't know if he wears goggles. Maybe I made that. Anyways, all right. I feel so bad. Sorry for all the DBU fans out there screaming at their radios like, hey, it's such and such. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right. So we need to go down to the Terre Haute Regional. And it's Indiana State is the one seed. Wright State is the four seed. North Carolina is the three seed. And then Iowa is the two seed. Um, as we talked about a little bit last episode, there will not be, um, what was I going to say? I'm getting distracted now. I'm trying to look at DB's Friday night starter. Hold on.
1: Okay. I'll take the, I'll take the floor here. Let's start with Indiana state. I came across something super cool about them. They have a pitcher named Lane Miller before the, this season he told he announced that he was joining the United States Marine Corps and he basically told the coaches that he was his priority to get ready for the Marine Corps training all everything he needed to do to get ready for it but he was just gonna be ready to help the team wherever needed if necessary so
0: mm-hmm. basically
1: that sounds like he didn't feel like he had a huge role on the team he was just like I'm gonna right. be a leader I'm gonna help where I need to help um he coached up a teammate. gathered stats according to this article, um, Indiana RBI. Dot, or take your scorecards.com. I don't, I, don't, in, I don't know where I am right now. Steve Cra, IndianaRBI.com. Okay, shout out to him. Um, he coaches blah blah blah. He came there came a need to pitch. He made a start on March 28th against Purdue, April 2nd, and then April 9th. So he made three straight starts. I'm assuming it sounds like midweek. And then he started a Missouri Valley game. Um, So long story short, he didn't have a big role on this team from what it sounds like. And then... um, yeah, he, he is playing with Go Marine Corps, not a big role in the team. I'm just going to be a leader. I'm a senior. I'm an old guy. I'm going to just be a leader, whatever. I'll, maybe I'll get a little bit of pitching opportunity. This guy finished the year with 58 and two thirds innings, pitch, a 2.61 ERA. Wow. It's 7 0 oh on the mound. Jeez. He entered the year talking about focus on the Marine Corps, but I'll do whatever I need to do to help this team. And now this dude is one of their most important pieces on the pitching staff.
0: Yeah, man, led him to a regular season and tournament title, a regional hosting spot. So he he threw a good amount of innings and went undefeated on the mound. I did Ten not know start.
1: that. Ten starts this year. Um, it sounds like he's their, he's their number three starter. Yeah, so you got Connor Fen- Fenlong, um, who, by the way, is a stud. And then you got Lane Miller. So shout out to Lane Miller. Pretty awesome story that I just came across about an hour ago. So. hmm um, Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's really um, cool. Anyway,
1: back to the picks.
0: So it was Ryan Johnson was the pitcher for DBU that wears the goggles. So I finally found that information. I'm back locked in on this regional now. Um so when I see this regional, you know, you get you get Brody Brecht with Iowa probably going game one um against North Carolina. And Vance Honeycutt is not gonna be playing, which is a big hurt for North Carolina's team. He's gonna be probably the number one overall pick next year in the MLB draft, superstar center fielder. Um, but when you look at a regional that a four seed could win, this is the one where you got to take a shot at Wright State. Wright State has been knocking on the door for a long time, um, going to regionals and and almost beating Tennessee in 2021 in a regional other than Drew Gilbert's walk-off Grand Slam. And, um, you know, I think that they're going to go into Tara How with a mission like, hey, we're going to win this regional. And I, I like their chances. They play a totally different style of baseball than most of these teams. Um, very Wofford-esque. Like they hit and run a lot. They steal a lot of bases. They, um, they they just play exciting, fun watching baseball. Now, the pitching's not great, but I think this is a pretty offensive ballpark where they have chances to score a lot of runs. And they're a pretty veteran team. So I'm going to take Wright State to actually come out of this regional to win it. And then I'll take Indiana State as the runner-up. Wow. I'm trying to figure out
1: – I wonder when they're going to announce their their rotation because whether Brody Brecht starting game one changes everything for me.
0: He's got to, man. He's got to start game one.
1: You know what, I'm gonna stick with my gun here. North Carolina wins this regional Iowa two two seed runner up. Um I will not be shocked though. I think Rice State upsets the Indiana State game one.
0: I, I think I think that's a good call there.
1: And then I think Iowa, I think, so basically I'm just going to lay it out for you. Rice State upsets Indiana State. North Carolina beats Iowa. Iowa eliminates Indiana State game two. They beat Rice State, and then they play North Carolina in the regional final, and Carolina goes on.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, one thing Indiana State has going for them is they're 17-3 and at home this year, and they just hosted the Missouri Valley Tournament where they won. Um, And they should have won. They should have swept through it, but they gave up a – Go, uh, walk off grand slam with two outs and two strikes in the ninth. And uh, I mean, but they came back and won the next game to, to beat Evansville, but they, they play really well at home. And I think that plays a big factor, but one more thing we've talked about the last few weeks is when you host a regional for the first time, and there's a lot of distractions, there's a lot of pressure. Um, sometimes you don't play your best baseball. So I think Wright state is coming in here with nothing to lose. I, I think that they're my favorite four seed um, in the whole tournament, and I think that they can they can really make a statement for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, last regional here. Um, pretty good time. We're only an hour and a half in. I knew this was going to be a longer episode, closer to two hours. But um, it's the it's the Fayetteville regional. Arkansas is the one seed, which we've gotten very used to. Arkansas hosting regionals. TCU comes in, winning the Big 12 tournament, and um, they're the two seed here. Arizona, last team in the tournament as the three seed. They might have some magic. And then probably my second favorite four seed in the whole tournament here at Santa Clara. Um, Let's start here with, with Santa Clara because Arkansas fans, you cannot take this team lightly. They're one of the top pitching teams in the country, they got a very deep staff. And we know those West Coast teams, like the UC Irvines and the Cal State Fullertons, uh, UC Santa Barbara's of the world, like they usually do pretty well in these tournaments um, because they have good pitching depth. They play different baseball over there on the West Coast. The, the Santa Clara team wasn't a great offensive team throughout the season, but they scored a bunch of runs in Vegas during the, the West Coast tournament. So like, this is a dangerous team to look at game one as possibly an upset over Arkansas. Now, Arkansas is the much better team. They're playing at home. Probably won't happen, but I think think Santa Clara can give Arkansas a run for their money. And then you have Arizona, who's been playing offensively really, really good the last month of the season. In fact, they played their way into the tournament um, by winning a bunch of games in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, They lose to Oregon by a run. Pac-12 tournament championship, and then you have TCU coming in. That's a dangerous, dangerous two-seed. TCU, when they're playing good, they're one of the best teams in the country, and they just happened to be a two-seed this year because they were bad during the middle of Big 12 play. I'm going to let you go first here. I want to see what your picks are. I'm pretty locked in on mine, but you could convince me to go one way or the other. I'm
1: I'm not going to overthink this regional. I think the one team in this regional that – if I'm super comfortable with. They always show up in the postseason. They always play really well. is Arkansas. Arkansas right. at home. This team did not have the expectation, the pressure. We've talked about it multiple times this year. I love Arkansas winning this regional. And I think Arizona keep their hot streak going. Um, and they're going to finish runner-up.
0: All right. So I'm going to go a completely different way here. And this is probably good news for Arkansas. But just kind of projecting out this regional... I'm gonna say that that Santa Clara wins Friday against Arkansas I'm gonna kind of stick to my gut there I think Santa Clara can shock some people with your gut yeah and you know every year there's always one or two four seeds that that win that first game and people are like whoa how did that happen and I think this is a good opportunity for like obviously Arkansas is number two or three team in the nation depending on which ranking you go off of but and they've done it all year I I think Santa Clara though is they're going to be good and they're going to put up a fight. Um, but I actually have TCU winning this regional. I think when, when they're going well and they're playing good baseball, um, they're, they're really like talent wise. They're, they're up there with some of the best teams in the country. I had them preseason going to Omaha. Um, so I'm going to take TCU to win this regional and I'm going to take Arkansas as the runner up. I think Arkansas in my theory would battle back through the losers bracket, make it close but um, TCU wins game one against Arizona and win game two against Santa Clara. And they're sitting pretty in that regional championship bracket. Wow.
1: I think I have every single national seed. All right. So now looking back on my bracket, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
0: 10, 11, one advancing. I really like that number. that's that's usually about what we get right usually between that 10 and 12 mark for one seeds advancing i have two three four five Uh uh-oh uh-oh Six, seven. I have seven. That's that's a low number. Yikes! But dude, I mean, in my defense, this is probably the most evenly balanced tournament that we've seen in a yep. long time. Really good. Yep. yep. I think there's it a lot a of. I think there's a lot of two and three seeds out there that that are really good and like are playing good baseball right now that can get out of a regional. Um, it's not yeah, your typical absolutely. like. Like the one seeds depth, like the depth of the one seed, isn't as big of a difference three. this year versus previous years.
1: Five, six seven i have all eight national seeds advancing
0: um, let's see for me i have one two three four five i have five of them
1: i, I wonder what the national seed number is anyway let's 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 are we, we're doing our super regionals
0: now right? yeah we'll do our super regionals in our omaha all right, here we store. go back up to the top left <clears throat> yep so i have wake forest at alabama I'm taking Wake Forest to get to Omaha this year. I know history says otherwise, but Wake Forest, I think, is is much deeper than Alabama, and they'll be playing at home. So give me the Demon Deacons.
1: I have Wake Forest beating Boston College to, ad, to advance to the College World Series. I think this team is really good, and I think their weaknesses are – honestly, I don't even know if they have a weakness. Yeah, I mean, right. It's they're, hard to I mean, find and one. They, and they, they're, they're, they're very even-keeled well-rounded baseball team so I'm not worried about them making Omaha all
0: right my next super regional matchup is Louisiana at Stanford Um, I'm going to take Stanford here Uh, I think Louisiana is going to be a good story they'll be pumped up to be um, in a super regional but going out west to Sunken Diamond um, obviously it's not going to intimidate them but I just think Stanford plays so well at home in the postseason they seem like they're always in Omaha so give me the Cardinal Give me Miami
1: heading to Omaha. This team goes to Omaha when nobody expects it. And this is a prime year example of that. They mm-hmm. usually go to Omaha when nobody expects it. I mean, when everyone thinks they're so good, they fail. They, mm-hmm. they come up short. And I think they're going to match up well with Stanford out west.
0: Yeah, that'll be a fun super regional if it happens. All right, next one for me. I have LSU um, hosting West Virginia. And... As much as I want to go West Virginia here, I'm really i I'm sticking to my guns and, and saying I think LSU's offense is about to get super hot again. I think they finally have a three-man rotation that they can rely upon. And I, I'll take LSU at home in the box in a super regional right now. So give me LSU.
1: Brother, I have in the left side of the bracket, I have three ACC teams. What am I doing?
0: ACC is a good conference. It's a great
1: conference, but I just feel like three ACC teams in one side of the bracket is crazy to me.
0: I mean, it is, but whatever. It is how it is. All right,
1: well, well, I'm going to stick with this. Let's keep going. I have Clemson. Oh, that's right.
0: LSU, come on.
1: I jumped way ahead. I have LSU beating West Virginia at Alex Box Stadium to advance to Omaha. All
0: right, so we agree with that one there, so it's not going to happen. Zero percent chance that actually happens. Zero percent chance. Um, Next super regional on the left side, I have Clemson hosting Southern Miss. I think Clemson finally cools off. Give me Southern Miss, the magic. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think Southern Miss is an Omaha team. I had them preseason to go to Omaha. They they're playing great baseball right now. I think they've won like fifteen of the last sixteen, something like that. And uh, I think they just have enough up their sleeve to make it to Omaha this year.
1: Dude, we talk about this all the time. Don't go against the team that are so hot, this hot entering the postseason. They get to Omaha so many times. NC State did it. Freaking Ole Miss did it last year. Teams that are this hot, I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. I just think, I think Auburn. By anyway, I think Auburn wins <laughs> after saying all that. I think Auburn. Beast Clemson in Clemson, South Carolina, and advance to their second straight college world series.
0: And what four of their last five? Haven't Something they been like two of their last three or three of their last four?
1: Wait, did they make it back to back here? The last two?
0: They made it in 19. I don't yep, think yep, they yep, made yep. it in 21.
1: No, in 22, they did 23. So back to back.
0: All right. And then on the right side of the bracket, I have Florida versus South Carolina. Uh, I'm going to stick with Florida here. I think Florida's pitching rotation, the lineup depth. I mean, overall, I think Florida and Wake Forest are, are the two best teams in the country. So give me the Gators.
1: I have Florida beating Campbell to advance to the College World Series.
0: All right. Next one for me is interesting. I have UNCW at East Carolina in a super regional. Um. I've had East Carolina as an Omaha team all year and I picked him to win it all on our preseason show so give me East Carolina beating UNCW getting to Omaha for the first time. Cliff Godwin gets the monkey off his back East Carolina goes to Omaha their fans sell out the stadium I'll take I'll take the Pirates here.
1: I have Coastal Carolina traveling to Charlotteville West Virginia uh, Charlottesville Virginia. Give me the Coastal Carolina, Sean, to clear to get back to Omaha. All
0: right. My next Super Regional is a Battle of Two Seeds. I don't know where they would play this Super Regional. I have Oregon and Dallas Baptist. I, I assume Oregon probably would put a higher bid out there, but maybe not. Um, wow, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. I, I'll, I'll take Oregon to advance to omaha i think dallas baptist is really good but i'm just buying into the oregon late season playing good baseball hype train give me the ducks
1: i have vanderbilt hosting washington and i'm gonna make an extremely bold pick give me the washington huskies advancing to the college world series
0: was that 2017 they made the college world series as a three seed out of coastals yeah yeah, I give like me Washington.
1: In advancing to the college world theory.
0: Yep. All right. My last one here I have Wright State at TCU. I said it before there's going to be a four seed make it to Omaha this year. I think Wright State has the best chance. Um, give me Wright State on the road at TCU or Arkansas or Santa Clara, wherever they're playing. Wright State will go to Omaha.
1: Dude, I, no, I really don't like my bracket. I don't have a single four seed finishing of the runner up.
0: All right. I mean, they're four I, seats I'm, I'm going to change
1: one of them offline. Hey, I'm going to change one of my four seats to runner up, not to win. All my winners are going to stay the same. My four C's, I'm going to ch- I'm going to change one. Um, anyway, I have Arkansas hosting North Carolina in the Fayetteville Super Regional and the Razorbacks heading to the College World Series. A rematch of the 2022 Chapel Hill Super Regional where Arkansas won. I think Arkansas wins again at home, and advances to the College World Series.
0: All right. So my eight Omaha right now. Wake Forest, Stanford, LSU, Southern Miss in the the top bracket, and then Florida, East Carolina, Oregon, Wright State in the bottom bracket. Um, I so have
1: th- Wake Forest, Miami, LSU, Auburn in the top half. Bottom half, I have Florida, Coastal Carolina, Washington, Arkansas.
0: All right. So now we have to pick our winner of each bracket and our runner-up for the College World Series. So in my bracket, it's like Wake Forest versus Stanford game one and then LSU, Southern Miss. Wow, that would be a crazy game in Omaha. Um, LSU, Southern Miss, game two. Um, All right. So I'm taking – I'm going to take Southern Miss to win the top bracket. And I'm going to take – LSU. East was, Carolina
1: versus Southern Myth College World Series final.
0: No, no, no. I didn't say that yet. You said East Carolina winning College World Series. Well, I said in my preseason. I haven't made my picks for my actual season. Oh, you're
1: not going to stick with it.
0: No. I mean, honestly, I had at one point I picked East Carolina. I actually looked back. I had Florida winning it all in January, and then I switched it to East Carolina in February, right before the season started to win the whole thing. And Obviously, I have both of them in Omaha. But, yeah, I'm just saying in the top bracket, Southern Miss wins it. LSU comes in second. Say that again. Southern Miss wins it, and then LSU is runner up. Okay.
1: I have LSU winning it way fourth runner up.
0: It's pretty chalky, but okay.
1: Huh? (laughs) Nothing. That's the top bracket.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I said it was chalky. Is that chalky? I mean, I think a lot of people are going to have that, but you just stick with it. Who cares?
1: I mean, I just don't see – the only thing I can see is Maryland beating Wake Forest. That's the only scenario where I see someone stopping Wake Forest from getting to Omaha. I, I yeah. think they beat Alabama. I think they beat Boston College. Maryland beat them, with, but I don't see pe- – They play so well. Went to Salem. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know, uh, dude. I want to erase this whole thing and start over. (laughs) Do
0: another whole two-hour podcast.
1: Thing and start over, Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, I have Arkansas winning, and Coastal Carolina finishing runner-up.
0: All right, I have Florida winning the bottom bracket, and then I have East Carolina as runner-up. I just think Florida is the best team on my bracket, bottom half by far. And then I have—I mean, do I go bold here? I have Southern Miss, Florida final, which would be crazy. But and I, I've been talking about this Pete Taylor magic, and and obviously like a little bias towards Southern Miss since that's where my brother went. So I watch a lot of their games. I'll—I mean, I'll be—I'll be different here. Give me Southern Miss. Now, it, it seems like every eight to ten years you see a a mid-major team win the College World Series. Eight with Fresno State happened in sixteen with Coastal. Twenty twenty four is probably when it's going to happen again. Eight years, but we'll we'll, we'll miss here Southern Miss wins it all. Dude,
1: I hate this bracket so. Much.